0: What do you guys actually expect is about to happen here? I'm talking to SEC fans. I am not talking to a specific fan base. I'm talking to the crowd that chants SEC. Probably because someone else is doing big things and your team's not good enough. What do you think is about to happen to Oklahoma and Texas? Because if I didn't know any better, I would think that both of these programs just got tossed on a wood chipper with broken legs and they're just awaiting the inevitable. And that is not what's about to happen. At least in my mind, it's not. This is not a situation where Texas and OU board the bus and immediately you just have to go all the way to the back and then work your way up. What's really about to happen is Texas and OU are going to board the bus, sure enough, they're going to get to about row two, three, four, five, somewhere around there, and then the driver's going to walk up to you and he's going to say, you're in their seat.
1: Interesting perspective there. I, who is that? Yeah, okay. Jeez.
2: Yeah, come on now. I set that up for you.
1: I know it. I know it. Who's that, Pate?
2: Yeah, that Pate was Pate. talking
1: Pat. about uh, the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma joining the Southeastern Conference. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's there's a narrative out there from uh, – I don't, it's interesting, I don't know necessarily where it comes from, I, you would think instantly that it's all the SEC teams that are saying that, but I almost feel like it's more of Big 12 teams, like, Trying to – they're saying that and, and, like, wishing it into existence. Oh, like buddy, they're wishing
2: it and they're going to try to it. You know wish what I'm it. saying? Yeah, for sure.
1: I, and I don't know, maybe it, it's that dialogue is happening in SEC circles that, well, Oklahoma and Texas are coming to the conference and, boy, what a big surprise we have in store for them. I, I almost feel like it's more of, yeah, well, uh, you guys chose to leave. Congratulations, you're going to go be, you know – Six and six every single year.
2: I think it's uh, I think it's Big Twelve teams, and I think it's Arkansas fans. I think it's Missouri fans, Ole Miss fans, Mississippi State fans. All oh, well, come try to win six games in this league. You're gonna find a little bit more difficult. I think that that was his point. Like the loudest yeah. people in in that conversation are the teams that have to chant SEC because they're not doing anything. And I love the analogy that he used, by the way, with OU and Texas. Walking on the bus, and they're going to take some spots of some other teams that are there. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, OU's walking to the walking on the bus, in Arkansas can't sit here. Like, <laughs> yeah, get up, you nerd! Get up, well, nerd! Go to the back.
1: You know what's interesting is whenever you look at the um, the recruiting rankings, and and everyone has them a little bit different, but. And some of them, they have Oklahoma at number eight and and two, four, seven, I guess that's the composite or whatever has this at number seven, but some of them have us at eight. And the ones that have us at eight, we're number eight in the country in the fifth, yeah, <laughs> recruiting class in the SEC. Well, e-
2: even it on Rivals, Rivals is your where your highest ranking is at. They have OU at six, and that's good for the fourth uh, recruiting class in the SEC. Yeah.
1: There's
2: Georgia at one, Texas at two, Bam at three, and then there's OU at six. Twelve in the top twenty-five. This was yesterday. I, I didn't check today. Twelve in the top twenty-five according to Rivals um, in the uh, in, in the top twenty-five of the uh, recruiting rankings. Big twelve, just one. Texas Tech.
1: That's yeah. it. And I think if you combine what? If you can combine the SEC and the Big Ten, it's 20 of the top 25.
2: Yep. Yep. It's pretty staggering, man. And that's been the case for a while. But OU in Texas joining the SEC just, just adds to that. 918 says, I like the back of the bus. That's where all the cool kids hang out. Jeff from yep. OKC says the cool kids actually sit in the back of the bus. True. Mm-hmm. 918, True. jealousy is all it is. They don't get why they'd rather go be competitive in a better league than play with a bunch of wannabes.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, it, it's – kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm split. It's definitely going to be more difficult. But I, I don't think it's going to be so difficult that you, you know, fall into obscurity. I mean, think about Nebraska went to the Big Ten at a time where, and I actually they had kind of had a little bit of a run there with the Sioux era, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. They had a little bit of a run back before to back they went
2: Big Twelve title games in '09 and '010. Their last two years yeah. in conference.
1: Yeah, they had a little run there before they they went to the the Big Ten. But I mean. The writing had kind of been on the wall for a while about the state of where Nebraska football was. Um, it was it was in a it was in a bad place, and I had a couple of, of really nice seasons. But you know that's it's not the case with Oklahoma. Like if if we had made the move to the SEC like after the twenty fourteen season, or i i don't know maybe that's even a bad example I mean, we're in a good spot texas happens to be right now in a good spot so you're moving with with things going pretty good and i know we're not the big 12 champion and we haven't been in several years now but right, I i feel like we, we could have made the transition at a worse time.
2: Yeah, well, the, this is like just the, the spot that the two programs are in right now, the prestige of the two. This is in the most recent, and I'm looking at the past like 12 years or so, by far and away the two most established, two programs that are in the best spot, I think, going into their new conference. Better than Nebraska right. going to the Big Ten, A&M going to the SEC. And I know A&M had immediate success, but that was a surprise to everyone. Johnny Manziel had to emerge. But even, I mean, even Nebraska. You want to bring up Nebraska? I don't know how you remember it, but how do you think their first four years, how they fared in the Big Ten, their first four years in the Big Ten? How do you think you remember that? And I'll give you the actual win total for them.
1: So that would have been what? Twenty eleven.
2: Twenty eleven was their first year in the in the Big
1: 2011. Ten. Twenty uh, eleven. Eleven. Tw- uh, I, if I remember right, it's terrible.
2: They win nine games in year one. They win ten games in year two. They win nine games oh. in year three. They win nine games in year four. And okay, then, and then they fired uh, Bo Pelini after after those four years, where they win yeah. uh, nine games three times and ten games one time. And I think they were uh, in one Big Ten championship game during that time. So actually, like compared to Nebraska now, exceptional start in the Big Ten in their new conference.
1: Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um Yeah, that's interesting. But,
2: but and honestly, like I just I just brought that up because it was interesting. Honestly, enough about Nebraska. Like when it comes to OU, and this move is is done, it's it's happening. But even to look at things now, like to the Big 12 fans that say you're not going to win a game in the SEC, which is what some woman told uh one of my buddies walking out of Stillwater uh this year after nice. that game. But like, What are the real potential negatives for OU as we look at this thing now? You said that maybe you're not as competitive. That, that That's a maybe, right? Is that the real only negative for OU moving into the SEC? Your recruiting's going to be better? The money's going to be flowing in more? The, the home games are going to be better? The shopkeepers around here will be happier? The fans will be happier? Better entertainment? Like, what is... Like, seriously... We're getting ready for this move, and I'm sure that there's some nerves about year one but what are the real potential negatives for o u going to the s e c as it sits right now'cause i don't i don't see a whole lot man i don't see very many
1: well yeah what's what's the argument is that well you you're gonna make more money and you're but you're not you're never gonna win a national championship okay maybe that's the case but We hadn't won one in the Big 12 in over 20 years, so what makes you think that staying in the Big 12 we're going to win a national championship? I'm far more inclined to believe that we'll have a lot better chances winning a national championship in the Southeastern Conference than the Big 12.
2: I I mean, look at what Florida State's trying to do. Florida State has won a national championship way more recently than OU has. Florida State won their last national championship in what, twenty fourteen? 2013, 13. 2013 yeah. was the year, last year of the BCS. And they're trying to do everything they can to get out of the ACC and get to the Big Ten or the SEC because they see the deficit financially that they're about to be working with compared to those other peer programs. So o- o- OU made the right move. It's, I don't yeah. think anyone's doubting that, but it looked like it in the moment, but it's definitely true today. O- OU made the right move.
1: And, I, you know, I I can be proven wrong. And, you know, I continue to say, you know, the whole is Oklahoma SEC ready? Is our team SEC ready? It's a loaded question. That's not what people are really asking. They're asking, can you beat Georgia and Alabama? And the answer to that right now is no. Those programs are in better shape than we are right now. It's clear. But outside of Georgia and Alabama, there is no one in the SEC that has a clear year-over-year advantage on Oklahoma. There just is not. I mean, there's teams like LSU will routinely put out a really good team, all right? and they've won a national title recently. I get it. Um, I mean, who would you even go to next after that? After I mean, Tennessee is has has done some nice things recently, but there there's nothing about Tennessee right now that leads you to believe that they are a better program no. and will be yeah, a better program no. year in year out over Oklahoma. You can't no. make that leap.
2: Recruiting, or, uh, you're recruiting better than the. I mean, yeah, that's I, I, so, I would agree with that.
1: So tell me, where else are you going to go? Now, yeah, there's a lot of teams that are way closer to Oklahoma's level than there are in the Big 12. But there's not a long list of of programs that are better. No, I don't I don't think so The either. list is is two teams long.
2: Well, and and I've always I've always thought this was funny is think of the SEC, are they the best conference right now? Yeah, I don't I don't think there's much question. But like historically, how many blue bloods are in the SEC? And let's not count the two teams. One, well, one, but Alabama, right? Does like anyone else have a claim to be a blue blood? Like Tennessee no. might be the next closest thing, and Tennessee ain't a blue blood in college football. They're they're just not. They they've had some good moments, but just kind of interesting to think about it that way. Bama is the only for sure blue blood. That's that's in the SEC.
1: Well, here's here's an interesting question. Because we talk about teams losing their blue blood status and you can't be, you can't be an underling and be a blue blood. Uh, You can go through, you can go through down periods and sometimes you can go through extended down periods. We're talking about the history of a sport that spans well over a hundred years. Okay. And that's kind of how this thing is viewed. Because whether you like it or not, you know places like Michigan have like their record and stuff gives them blue blood status, and a lot of that was achieved before anyone else was even playing the sport. So, I. But you cannot be Notre Dame has held on to their blue blood status because they're an independent. I. If Notre Dame was in the ACC and they finished third or fourth or fifth for two decades in a row, we'd be starting to question whether Notre Dame was a blue blood. But because they're independent, they're able to dodge that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, so, What
2: about Nebraska? When did they, when did they lose theirs? It's, well, been, they lost, it's, it's been 20 it's years. Been gone. Well, I, I don't know.
1: think anyone gives it to them, right? And they went through. Even on Alabama's standards, maybe the most dominant decade we saw in the 90s, right? Three national championships
2: in four years. Yeah, pretty incredible. If they still have it by some people, like uh, if Dylan Riola doesn't work out there, if he can't even bring him back, it's time to have a discussion.
1: I guess my point is Oklahoma is a blue blood, and the vast majority of people would agree with that sentiment because even though we haven't won a championship since 2000, We've been constantly, almost year in, year out, relevant in the top ten, in the top five, playing in national championship games. But if you go to the SEC and you can't crack it and win a conference championship and you can't be like one of the – you don't have to be the top team every year or even in the top two every year, but you've got to be close and fairly – consistently, and I'm talking over a long period, you have to be right there in the mix. You cannot, you can't be, you can't be Florida. Right? Okay. You
2: can't can't be Florida. Can't just have a ton of terrible years, maybe have a good year every 10 years or so. That's fine. I I think this program's up to that challenge. And this text from the 405 says, because I was bringing up the potential negatives, I don't see a lot about the mood of the SEC football-wise. Says Big Twelve much easier path for OU. Well, much easier path to what? Much easier path to the college football playoff? Well, maybe. I mean, there's 12 teams that get in right now. But is the Big Twelve the easier path for OU to win a national championship? I just no. I don't think so, man. It's not. I, I think the best version of this program
1: it's is going to happen. Season.
2: It's going to happen in the SEC, man. Just the teams around you, the competition. It's gonna it's gonna raise the level by, by everyone. So. Easier path to the playoff, I mean easier games in the regular season. Yeah. But an easier, easier path to a national championship, season. I I think I still think, man, SEC gives you the best chance to do so. And and I and I always bring this up, but I'll do it again. Go look at OU's seven national championships, especially the more recent ones. When OU has won a title, it has happened when they've been in arguably the best conference in all of college football.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, We, like, going to the SEC is going to help, like, that you, you, we've been negatively recruited against for so long, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, because of the staggering numbers of NFL players on defense going to the league out of the SEC. And it's just not going to happen in the Big 12, and it's going to be used against you And whenever you're a part of that, they can't use it against you. And it's going to help us tremendously. And, yeah, the regular season is going to be more difficult. But the path to a national championship means you have to win those competitive games. And I don't know if you've been noticing whenever we get there because of the easy path. We haven't been able to do anything with it What's at that? all. And
2: you know what? That's not just OU. How many teams outside the SEC have been winning national championships the past 15 years? Right. Not not, a lot. Not a lot.
1: One. Clemson. and Well, and Ohio in State the, did. In the playoff era. Yeah, yeah Ohio,
2: yeah. Ohio State won it the first in the playoff mm-hmm. era and then Clemson. But, yeah, not, not a lot.
1: All right, quick timeout. Here from Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Tons of great stuff going on. We got deals, end of year savings going on right now, new and used here on the lot.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.
1: It was the week before Christmas. I got shopping to do. I'll be driving all over the state before I'm through. I got to get presents and lights for the tree. How will I do it? I don't know. You see, I don't want to take the Ford truck that I got. We've got foster children who need it. Visit
0: okfosters.org to learn more about becoming a foster parent.
2: Sponsored by Oklahoma Human Services. What would it take for you to bring your whole self to work? At Oklahoma Human Services, your whole self can help a whole lot of people. Visit
0: okdhs.org careers to learn more. Sponsored by Oklahoma
2: Human Services. The rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We'll get to the text line here momentarily. 405-651-3439 is the Knipple-Meyer Chevrolet text line. A lot of thoughts and opinions there. But just kind of one final thought from us before we move on to the text line is, if you're one of those that is really nervous about the step-up in competition of the SEC, okay, fine. I mean, it will be more of a challenge. But what you don't want to be, man, what you don't want to be right now, is I don't think that you want to be Florida State which is a team that saw a lot of other big-time programs find new conferences with a lot more revenue, and you feel like you're one of the big programs that's kind of left out of that. Because you're seeing how much they're scrambling right now. Like, if OU and Texas didn't make the move to the SEC, and all of this around us was still going on, USC, UCLA, Washington and Oregon to the Big Ten, some other schools are going to the SEC – we, I, I think we'd be in a very similar situation as to what Florida State is, noticing the balance of power, noticing who's getting all this uh, revenue, and I, I think, like Florida State right now, I think a lot of people, I think we'd be very nervous about the future if the move to the SEC wasn't made a few years ago. So, all, all in all, I think it's a great thing. It's a great yeah, thing. Well,
1: it's, I mean, the conversation. i We can go back and forth, you know, for another eight months on on what the competition is going to look like and how we do and what it's going to mean um but it really doesn't matter you literally have no choice and could not afford to stay in the big 12 any longer i mean imagine
2: utah and colorado and arizona state weren't going to change that either
1: no, I just just imagine a. I don't know, I'm trying to think of another scenario, where your competitor, like the people you're directly competing against, get forty or fifty million extra dollars a year than you do. I, you just you cannot compete with that. You can't. There's just there's way too much money. There's way too many resources. They just overwhelm you with with like with bodies like with recruiting staff and like coat back end coaching staff and in facilities and all, the way you travel everything you just can't afford to do it i mean no you you can't you cannot compete at the top if you're not funded at the same level as the big boys, and you just cannot do it.
2: Why Florida State's meeting tomorrow morning? <laughs> that's, that's right. That's, that's the big reason why. Uh, okay, text line. Let's see. Arizona Brooks says, "I think SEC is better. If we were SEC this year, we would be in a new year six, especially over Missouri and potentially playoff contention because we beat Texas." Schedule would yeah. look a lot different there. It'd have been more difficult, but
1: well, you know, I don't know that we. I don't know that we lost out – I don't know. Did we lose out because of um, our schedule and the fact that we were in the Big 12, or did we lose out that because the two games we lost? Two
2: games you lost and you just didn't – I mean, you, you played well against TCU, but you just really didn't hit on all cylinders the back half of the season. Yeah. You know? I,
1: I. It's It's kind of sad to say, but – I I just I flat out I I was very hopeful and I thought we had a solid chance of getting a New Year 6 but frankly we didn't deserve it and I'm not saying that the teams that all the teams that made it deserved it I don't care about that I'm saying we didn't deserve it because of the way we played I mean we where we end up with our record our record looks really good we're ten and two, and we're right there in the right there. What are, are we ranked in the top ten? I mean, we're like they twelve, are, aren't we?
2: Uh, they are number twelve. Wait, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, twelve. Is that what it is? Jeez. Yeah, it's been a while. Twelve
1: in the playoff ranking. We're behind Ole Miss, behind Penn State, and Missouri. They're all ten and two like we are. Um, so we're the lowest ranked ten and two football team, and I, the argument can be made. People can argue about should we have been in in front of those schools, and that's fine. And maybe. If we're not a Big Ten or a Big 12 school, then that happens. So the texture may be right there. But I we we just – we never looked like a top ten football team late, right? They had I mean, a great
2: offensive day against TCU, but there were some real defensive issues in that game. I mean, there were some real defensive issues. They gave
1: up 45 points.
2: Back half of the season. Yeah, I mean, they were they were in big trouble against BYU until Billy Bowman rescued the day.
1: I mean, we lost two tight games against Kansas. We should have won that football game. What a disaster. And a tight game against Oklahoma State. We're missing some bodies in those games. But I, when style points needed to happen, okay, Oklahoma's back closer to full strength. Let's see how they close out the year. If we drop the hammer on West Virginia, BYU, and TCU, things may look a little bit different. But... Frankly, we just, we never clicked. We never played a complete game.
2: Chapstick says, at this point, it's about average brand value in each conference. OU will always move that needle up at any conference FSU wants uh, FSU won't, sorry. And there was another text in here. Is that true? That FSU doesn't move the needle as much as OU?
1: doesn't move, move the needle up over average brand value in, in the SEC. I don't know that I agree with that.
2: You're saying FSU would move the needle up in the SEC?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, brand value in no order. I'm just going to give you kind of the top half. I'm just trying to
2: figure out the, the argument here. Is Chapstick saying that OU would move the needle up in any conference? Yes. Uh, but Florida State, that wouldn't be the case? They couldn't move y- the ne- Okay. Y-
1: correct. Um The top value uh, brands in the SEC, in my opinion, you've got to go Georgia, and this is not like in order, but these are the top. Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU. After that is where it starts to get interesting. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas now, but before that, who's the next highest brand value? It
2: depends. Like if Florida was good, Florida's there. Um, it just kind of depends on who was, who was hot at that time.
1: Okay, and I don't know the answer to this, but in my opinion, I think Florida State has a higher brand value than Florida. Am I wrong? It's just... They've I, been more competitive for longer. I than, guess
2: it, it just depends on what you consider brand value. Like, who has the bigger fan base? Florida has the bigger fan base. It just more consistency. You're sure about that? Yeah. I and I don't think it's by miles. I think all three of those Florida schools have very fickle fan bases. Um yeah. when, when it's going well, then they'll show up at the swamp, at the doak, all that. I guess it doesn't really matter what Miami's doing, they don't have much of a fan base at all. But I would say Florida has slightly the bigger fan base between the two.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that outside of the six schools that I just mentioned Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas. That Florida State is right there with everyone else in the in the SEC, sure. right there with Florida. When it's rolling with for them, Auburn with um, with A and M. I mean, maybe A and M's is higher than I'm giving it credit for. Is it? I mean, they got a huge fan base. Uh,
2: I mean, again, yeah, it goes back to what do you how do you define brand value? They make a lot of right. money, but what has that really gotten them over the course of history? Uh, answer: Not a whole lot for Texas A and M. But um, there there was another text about well. Does FSU have a place to go? like that, That's great. They want to get out of the ACC. And they're, they're, it sounds like they're going to do so. And tomorrow's a big step in doing that. That's kind of where I'm at. And, and maybe the SEC's like, come on in and bring North Carolina with you or whoever else you want. Maybe the Big Ten is all about it as well. But I don't know. Is, is Florida State absolutely sure that they're going to end up in the Big Ten or the SEC with an invite? Yes. And in, in which conference is more? It would feel like the the SEC is
1: more likely. Well, I I mean maybe I'm not necessarily sure on that, but you're not making a a multi billion dollar decision with, and just winging it without well, having those conversations. A
2: and M made a multi million dollar decision and they just kind of winged it with their firing their coach recently. Well, but that's fair true. enough.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I, they have to have some type of dance partner to make a move because it's going to cost them. I mean, if you listen to people that have been talking about that contract, it's going to cost them hundreds of millions of dollars to make that move. So, like, in order to do that, my guess is they have to figure out where their landing place is and what their payout, distribution is going to look like over what over what you know terms and I I would say yes and I don't know which one it is but you know ultimately I feel like there's probably a much broader conversation going on right now than we realize especially coming off of the the heels of what the the new NCAA president said with the higher subdivision of division one I. I you know what I'm saying I feel like that Florida State move is going to be linked to that at some point.
2: Yeah, it's just just interesting to me that Florida State has just been so out there. Hey, we're meeting tomorrow. Like, you can watch that live. I mean, I I won't, but if somebody wanted to, they could. Meanwhile, this move is just as important for Clemson, who views itself as a football school, right? But they're just kind of like hiding in the shadows a little bit throughout this entire process. And I don't know if there's, like, a secret handshake deal that they're just going to follow Florida State. Florida State's in the spotlight with this, and they're just going to follow FSU. But this
1: move, pretty massive for Clemson as well, potentially. Well, yeah. And, I mean, I'll just reference the – it was a long time ago that the news of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC leaked, right? And it leaked. So think about how long they were having the conversation – before it leaked, and how long would they have held it before it was public had it not been leaked by a and M? I I mean, so you're talking about they're working on that deal for a really long time just think about the stuff that's under that—that that is going through the gears right now that we're not privy to at the moment. There's got to be a lot. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next.
0: Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the Ref, home of Sooner fans. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate, GMC Sierra.
1: Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening, At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society.
2: It's What Caught Teddy's Eye brought to you by Yalagosny Law. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? at Yalagosny Law communication is a priority. That's Yalagosny Law at 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is.
1: Well, I'll start right here. I know that you are uh, just super anxious about this, but the Oklahoma City Thunder mm. are hosting the Los Angeles Clippers tonight uh, at the PACOM. This is going to be a big one. Thunder uh, second in the West right now, 17-8. and eight. Clippers I think are fourth. They're seventeen and ten. Clippers have won nine straight. One of the hottest teams in the NBA. Um, You got uh, just star slated event tonight. It's going to be awesome. Going to be a cool game. Looking forward to that one, and I know you are too, right? Uh, If it's not Porter Moser on the
2: sidelines, then sorry, Mm. sorry. I'm still hurt Mm. from last night. And you know what? It kind of felt good to be hurt a little bit by OU basketball.
1: It's back. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Uh, The other thing I've got, your boy Mac Brown's all upset about what Dave Doran at uh, NC State said about him whenever the video came out, huh?
2: says he's classless. Yeah, so I had this story. uh, I was going to use this one, too. Dave Doran, uh, NC State beat North Carolina this year, and apparently in a speech in the locker room, Dave Doran said, quote, it's been – 14, it's been 1,460 days since we beat those pieces of, that's what he told his
1: team. Since they beat us.
2: Oh, it's been 1,460 days since those pieces of blank beat us. Correct. Uh, Mac was not happy about it. He brought it up yesterday. You just want me to read the exact quote? Is that good or not? Yeah, sure. Here's what Mac said. I've never heard something like that before. I'm disappointed. I thought it was classless. It's not true. We didn't play well in the game. We didn't coach well in the game. It's been very well documented, and I got that. But you don't call kids a pieces of blank, and I've addressed it with our team. I apologize to them. These kids are one of the top academic groups in America. They've got an award for FCSA's top 13. They won a coastal division. They've won a bunch of ball games. They've been to an Orange Bowl, five straight bowl games. They represent us. And for me, speaking for them and their parents, they really didn't appreciate being called a piece of blank. That was what he said.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, that was brilliant, by the way. Um, I don't
2: thanks know if it for was brilliant, but I butchered a few of those. It's good well, enough. Well, th-
1: thanks for uh, tracking down the audio from uh, from Matt Brown to play for everyone. Um, I've never heard something like that before. Brown said, "What do you mean?" You've been in college football for, like, 50 years. You're telling me you've never heard something like that before? You must
2: not have been listening to OU
1: fans from 2000 to about 2012. That that exact speech, to like some degree or another, is given, I don't know, 30 or 40 times every Saturday across Division One college football. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Really? Whenever he says that, he's speaking generally of the rivalry, and there's probably a couple of specific people uh, associated with the other university that that's aimed at. That's how it goes. That's how rivalries are. Come on, Mac. You know that.
2: All right, I got a few here. First, uh, OU fans, once again last night, made message boards geniuses. Let's go. Uh, Apparently, Mm. Reginald Green, who is uh, Caden's dad, some people found his State Farm insurance agent page and were giving him one-star reviews. Oh, you fans.
1: Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Not Um, great. I saw someone, I don't know who it was, but there was a tweet out there that said, plot twist, Caden Green's dad left those reviews himself and is now reaping the rewards from the Missouri fan base. Using his business,
2: <laughs> that would it's actually maybe, be brilliant. No, I, know. I, I, I hope that that's what's going on here. That would that would work out great for the guy. Uh, I, s- well,
1: yeah. here's the thing. I, one of the bad things about social media is like if you are part of a group and like some of that group are online, like every fan of Oklahoma football right now is being lumped in to like the handful of really bad social media accounts out there that the way they're handling this situation, right? I mean, it's making everyone look horrible. Yeah, it is. Uh,
2: On Saturday, history will be made in college football. The Vegas bowl will feature tablets and helmet communications of one of 14 bowls to use the technology in an experiment likely to turn permanent. So the whole sign-stealing stuff, we thought all along that, well, they'll just adapt to what the NFL does. Yeah, they're already doing it in the bowl games this year. That's that's probably going to happen soon.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people in the bowl games had the opportunity to do it. But um, I think you know, like some schools are, are perhaps turning it down, like, If other schools have done it and used it to this point and you haven't, that may be an advantage to them. So, um, I think right now there's a lot of people that are probably going to opt out of that. And hopefully they make the change next year and everyone can gear up and do it together. And and that way you can't really use it as an advantage over someone in a bowl game.
2: Uh, Last one for me, uh, Craig Humphreys did his final show today, 31 Hmm. years on the air. Competing station, but... I got nothing but respect for that guy, by all accounts just a a really wonderful kind individual and and more than anything at least for me, someone that even after thirty one years in the business you know like your your legacy's already set, still sounded like he prepped every single day and, and prepped really hard so I got nothing respect for that guy all the best in uh in his retirement
1: but, no doubt no doubt i've only only met him once I believe, and awesome guy i've uh I've I've listened to him a bit myself and uh, always enjoyed it. And he was one of the originators, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, I, Oklahoma Sports Radio is kind of is what it is in large part to to Craig Humphreys. So I That's I mean right. I'm look competing station like w- whatever I don't care. I he, he's he's one of the good guys that are out there. I, I wish him nothing but the best.
1: Yeah, there's some idiots over there, and everyone knows who they are, and it's not him.
2: C- accurate. There you go. Or is there right, idiots that- or idiot?
1: Uh yeah, mainly one. Mainly one. That's right. Uh you got any more? Is that was that? No, it?
2: that's I I just I, I just wanted to say that today on on Craig because he deserves that and a whole lot
1: more. So I, I hope yep. his send off today has been awesome. Nicely done. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC.
0: Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the Ref, home of Sooner fans. You are family at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno, and family saved this December. The new 2024 gmc daV.org
2: Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers, bringing you this hour of the rush. See if I can interest you in uh, this potential possibility. One year from today, okay? okay. One year from this very minute... We are on Campus Corner doing pregame shows, doing a pregame show, because OU is about to play a home game on December 21st of 2024, Mm. and the Oregon Ducks are coming to town. Dylan Gabriel and the Oregon Ducks are coming to town to play in the first round of the 12-team playoff. It could happen, and it could happen
1: one year from today. Wow, that that would be amazing. Oklahoma hosting Oregon next year for the first round of the – New 12-team college football playoff? Yeah. Yeah, sign me up for that. Be awesome. please.
2: be uh, Cue the – we wouldn't be doing a pregame show. We'd be doing a postgame show right now because the game beat 11 a.m. jokes. Oh, um, it's duck season. <laughs> Is
1: that what we'd be saying around here?
2: Uh, y- y- honestly, yes. It It does sound <laughs> corny, but that's what would be happening in a year. The Everyone
1: com- would have their pop-up duck blinds in the back oh. of their pickup trucks for tailgates. Did
2: you ever uh, ride the ducks? They have it in like uh, Branson, Boston, some other places. They give you the, the duck call thing. It's not an no. actual duck call, but I think uh, I remember Oregon fans bringing those when they played here back in 04. But no, the, uh, the college football calendar is already insane in the month of December, and it's about to get crazier next year when you put in a bunch of uh, playoff games at this point in the year.
1: It would it be like, let's say that did happen and you're hosting them. Would it be bad taste to that? You know, how we do like the wide out or whatever the stadium, if everyone wore camouflage, is that would that be a bad thing? Or you know what I'm saying? I duck hunting,
2: I uh, striped, the, striped the stadium camouflage. Half yeah. cam or half camouflage, half like white or something like that. Hey, m- do most people around here have camouflage? So no one would have to shop for new apparel.
1: Yeah, everyone does. You sell a bunch of new OU camo gear too, if you wanted. That'd be awesome, though. Sooner- I mean, come on, college football playoffs at home sites. Ah, oh, it's just beauty.
2: Whole stadium would smell like weed with those Oregon hippies coming to town.
1: What's it smell like now?
2: Uh, Well, now it just smells like hot, sticky beer. But that day (laughs) it would smell like weed. So, whichever you prefer there. uh, Fair enough. Sooner Soldier says, by then, Dylan Gabriel will have been replaced by Dante Moore.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe. Is that what we're saying? All right. Fair enough. That's good. But, man, a year
2: from now, if we're talking about a home playoff game, like the, the home schedule next year is... Already awesome with just Alabama and Tennessee, but if you throw in a home playoff game, oh man, that's gonna be
1: that'll be great. And I are, I'm sure this has happened, but does anyone do we fully know how the 12 team playoff is going to work? Like, has has it been decided yet? Concrete
2: like uh who actually makes it to the 12 team playoff? I mean, yeah. allegedly and we've like got that it's... figured out. But here's the thing is, didn't they draw it up with the Pac-12 in mind as a power conference? Yeah. So how does that how does that change things now?
1: I I don't that's hmm. what I'm saying is I don't know I feel like we never got a full like mean, like a final concrete this is how it's going to be. I mean, Feel like there was a proposed, and this is what it looks like, but I don't know. It <laughs> would be funny if the winner of solidified. Oregon State
2: and Washington State just gets a first round bye next year, and they make the playoff. Yeah, the, the pack two.
1: Well, isn't that what their lawsuit is about? I think it is.
2: I there's there was something about that. If you, we, we were right in the middle of the season when that was going on, so it was hard to pay yeah. attention to what those two teams have going on. Yeah, especially we're now good. in non football and non baseball sports, they're going to play in the. Uh, what were they ACC? yeah yeah not not great
1: feel bad for those schools man they just got they just got left just flat out left standing there like what just happened everything evaporated around us without us all right uh quick timeout here we got the final hour of the rush coming up next here from dorsey jones Butte gmc